Hello, I'm Brett Gilliland, host of the Circuit of Success podcast, and here's what's coming up on the show. You just got to believe in them, um, and that's the only way that you can go as far as we did is that they also have to believe in you. Everything that you are doing in your program, and I'm talking off-the-court stuff, you know, how do you relate to them in practice? How do you get to know them outside of the game of basketball? Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got a state champion coach with me. Nick Nolhoff, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Anything exciting happened lately? It's been a whirlwind, you know, ever since we won a couple weeks ago. And, you know, the girls have been so recognized and getting these, all these accolades. So it's been great to see them get all this praise for what yeah. they've done. It's awesome. We got a number of the girls here, and uh, maybe we'll get them up here later, you think? Should we? I think we should. Should embarrass I, I them really a little do. bit? Yeah. Get them in here. Get, get the assistant coach in yes. here as well. yes. I mean, well, and what I, a first year she walked into, you know, first, first year, year assistant with me. Yes. Well, I think it's, you're the, you're the reason then, right? She was, she was the missing factor. <laughs> she was the missing factor. That's right. Well, I'm going to call you coach if that's all right. Yeah, no problem. So uh, if you can coach, maybe for those that are listening to this or watching this right now that may not know exactly who you are, but they followed the run. I know for me, I didn't have a kid on this team, but I, I know a lot of the girls on the team and, uh, and I'm sitting in a hotel room for my son's soccer game. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's pouring down rain, and I'm in a hotel room, and my eight-year-old and I are watching the game, and we're going crazy. It was awesome. So it was a semifinal game, uh, and then get to come back. And then I was at an event uh, for a, a gala, a charity event, and when uh, Miss Shannon here made two free throws to go to overtime, I may have screamed yes really loud in the event when I was supposed to be quiet. <laughs> So uh, that had that going for me. But again, so if you can, Coach K, tell us just a little bit about you. What's made you the man you are today, your upbringing, all that kind of stuff, if you will. Yeah, um, ever since I've been little, um, I've been in a gym. My dad was a coach for 20 years. Um, he was at West Junior High, uh, which is a junior high in Belleville, for like 16 years. Um, and everything I can remember of being over there in that gymnasium, watching my dad coach, hanging out with his players, um, then he went on to coach at Altoff with Greg Lieb, and then he was at Belleville East doing freshman for them. So I've just always been involved in around basketball my entire life. With that being said, it's part of the reason why I became a teacher, uh, because I just knew I wanted to be a coach. Yeah. Um, so the, I'm in my 15th year uh, at Wolf Branch School. Awesome. I'm the athletic director there as well. Uh, that's where I began my coaching tenure. I did that for about eight years there doing the boys and the girls. And then I got my first varsity job over at Altoff Catholic um, for two years. And then this position became available, and the rest is history. I've been here six years now at O'Fallon. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And so, didn't I see uh, recently six Coaches of the Year awards? Uh, ever since I've taken over at O'Fallon, yes, I have, I've won the IBCA Coach of the Year yeah. for the last six years. Yeah. That's amazing. My kids go to Altoff, so if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, <laughs> they, you know, they gave me my first opportunity, um, so I – Love everything about Alton. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, and your dad now, I think, was with you on the court, right? He was. He's now retired. Um, he has all the time in the world. He just wants to be around the sport and coach with me again. So, yeah. he sits on the bench with me, yeah. That's incredible. So, and you played uh, basketball growing up, I assume? You didn't just coach I did. You know, I wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> I knew what to do. I just didn't have the athletic ability. Um, part of that is I can envision things on the court, um, which allows me as a coach that I can see things form. Um, I think the best aspect I have is my X's and O's during game times, and I kind of see a couple plays ahead. Um, but other than that, you know, I played at 
East, didn't get much playing time, and then I did play JV basketball at McKendree. Okay. Nice. And how long ago was that? I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. Um, And so when you think about the basketball this year, I mean, you've obviously been around it basically your whole life, like you said. Um, What was the biggest learning and some of the biggest turning points for you when you think about this season, the run that you've all had? And what was the record again? We were 34 and 4. So 34 and 4, phenomenal record. Uh, I remember going to the uh, the game in Alton, or I mean, here in O'Fallon against Alton. I mean, the house was packed. It was awesome. But what, what did you learn? about these girls and about basketball and just about the game about uh, this season? Their leadership, their character, everything just kind of fell in line this year with these girls. Um, you know, I've had these seniors for four years now. Um, we did have a great team during COVID um, that we didn't get a chance to make this run. Um, and so they kind of saw the writing on the wall that this could be their last opportunity with the type of talent that we had this year. Um, but as far as Team chemistry, you know, I'd always said our secret sauce is our team chemistry. These girls get along with each other on the court, off the court. They're competitive. We're able to have competitive practices, but then they can turn around and be best friends. Yeah. Um, it, from the start of the season to the end of the season, we really didn't have the internal bickering or, or, or we had a lot of camaraderie. Um, and it just kind of seemed to flow. And I just kind of saw, like, okay, we're getting along. We're starting to click at the right time. We really do have a chance to make a run here. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you saw that, obviously you had uh, some, I think, a couple midseason losses, right, that were not supposed to happen. Our our four losses were five or less points. So we're talking two possessions in these games. Um, We were very close and could have probably run the table. I know they would have loved that, but, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes the loss helps you. Yeah. Um, and we put a schedule together that challenged them. You know, I think we had seven games where teams were in the final four, whether they're in Missouri or Illinois. You know, we played Oakville. We played Modern Day. We played Peoria, who got third at State in Illinois. We played Vachon. We played uh, Cape Notre Dame, who got fourth and I think, 3A. And then we also played Eureka, who got fourth and 6A in Missouri. So we wow. played championship-level talent yeah. all year. And then we traveled to Evansville, Indiana, to play one of the top teams there. They were 25-1 and one when they got upset in the second round there. You know, they thought it was their year, too, and they got upset, and that happens. Um, but we went and traveled to their place to play the best teams this year. What did you do as a leader um, from the culture standpoint? You know, for me, from a professional standpoint, culture's huge, right? So yes. It's, there's really not much else you can say about culture other than it's one of the biggest things for our entire company. And so I would assume it's the same, whether it's at a school or on the team. But what did you learn about culture, and how did you, as the leader, put that into those girls? I'm still trying to, and they do a great job. Um, you know, Mr. Moeller, our AD at O'Fallon, has great pillars. Um, you know, compete fiercely, lead boldly, and love strong. And I truly do try to build on those within the program. Um, you can compete, and but you can also compete and lose games. And, and they need to know how to lose as well. Um, you can lead boldly, and I try to push that onto them to where they're leading each other sometimes, which is necessary for when they leave the program because, you know, you're not, basketball's not always going to be around. And then love strong. You know, I tell the girls all the time that I love them. I'm their biggest fan. Um, one of the knacks on me, I can tell you, is that people say I'm not hard enough on them sometimes. Um, but I'm not that type of old school coach. Um, I think girls need to hear a lot of positive reinforcement as well. And I try to tell them things that they do well. 
and just kind of gain the respect through that aspect. You think they'd agree with that? I do. Time? I really do. <laughs> like, I don't know. Some of those practices, maybe, yeah. maybe not. But and, and so, obviously, you know, I'm looking at, at some of these girls here, and you've got, you know, what, two they are going to play Division One basketball, I think. Is that right? Two? Yes. Yep. And then and any others going to play basketball? I know yeah. one's going to play softball. I mean, so you had quite the talent on the team this year. And how did you get that to come together and mold it to where you don't have that one person that just says, this is all about me? We, they really understood their roles. You know, it's, it's probably one of the first years where I didn't have to have a, a player coach meeting or a parent coach meeting. Um, they just kind of bought in, and they were the biggest fans of each other. Um, they knew who we wanted to get the ball to in certain situations. You know, Shannon Dow's going to Illinois State. Jay LaPelli's going to Indiana State. You know, Malia's going on a college scholarship, and Layla Jackson's going to um, University of Illinois Springfield. And, you know, one of my biggest challenges this year was I kind of started to start two freshmen there at the end yeah. over two seniors, and I was, like, worried about how that's going to play out. And you know what? They took it under their wing. They became the biggest fans of each other. And you can see them. I go back and watch these state games where my seniors have their hands around them. They're, they're helping them on the court. Um, it's just really good to see that they kind of stepped up into that role as well for them. Yeah, and you can't teach that, man. No, you cannot. Yeah. What, um, so talk about uh, kids uh, and parents in today's world. So let's maybe turn the page from a little bit. We'll come back to the girls' uh, basketball team now. But talk to us about parents and maybe what we can do better. I'm a father of four boys. Um, you know, that, that after the game talk in the car, uh, the practice. I'm a big believer in let the coach coach. I mean, you know, one of the kids here, Claire, you know, her dad, Steve's coached my kids basically their whole life. And, you know, I don't call him and complain or do this stuff, and it, that's just what I believe. Um, but what, what is your thought on that, and what would you, advice would you have for those parents that are watching right now? You know, you have a tough loss or you're, you're on a losing streak. The girls are already hard on themselves. The parents are hard on them. There's no reason for me as a coach to be hard on them as well. And my belief is coaches are human too. You know, the game is fat. Basketball is fast-paced. It's yeah. not like baseball where you can do a double switch. I make decisions and changes on the fly, and sometimes they're the wrong one. Sometimes we do things wrong as well. Yes, I can hear the chatter. You know, there's always 350 coaches in the stands <laughs> questioning what you do. Right. Um, but you just got to believe in yourself that what you are doing is right for the team, not yeah. that individual player, and that what you are doing is right for your team going forward and yeah uh, today's today's day and age it's very hard to be a coach because you get questioned on everything you do same as a teacher yeah um parents do feel like they have a say which they do and um which is really difficult when they try to confront a coach after a well-fought game yeah. that you may have came out on the losing side on um i just really wish you know they took a step back themselves and realized would anybody like it if they came and questioned them during their whatever their profession is. <laughs> Just come um, in my office here yeah, and question right. <laughs> right. Um, the girls give everything they have. And I tell them you can only control what you can control. We can't control if the ball's not going in that night. Um, but you can maybe play better defense or you can give better effort. But there are things we as coaches do that we make mistakes during certain games, and that's just the human aspect of the game. Yeah. And we don't need to be necessarily criticized for it all the time. Yeah. So the, the, hence the name of this podcast, The Circuit of Success. Yes. There's, there's four things that I believe is, is your attitude, your belief system, the actions that you, you take every single day, and then ultimately the results you get, right? So 
The result was state championship. We got the result. Yes. Fair? Yes. Okay, we got the result. So when you hear the word attitude, talking to these girls, but talking to other people watching or listening to this, what, what, what would you say when you hear the word attitude? Uh, you reflect how your attitude based on your body language and practice, and it's not about you. It needs to be about your teammates and your team, and you can portray your attitude based on how you are verbally or non-verbally doing that in practice. Yeah. Um, you got to have a good attitude about everything. Um, there are teams where sometimes they go on a losing streak. You know, how are you going to react to that? So you've got to have a great mindset to be able to achieve what we are able to do. Yeah. I call it the bounce back theory. I, I have seen, I've been in business for 22 years that the, the people, the most successful people that I've had the fortune to be in around, um, they bounce back really, really quickly, right? From negative stuff, whether it's a missed shot or a bad presentation at work, they bounce back really, really quickly. So when you hear me talk about that, do you have any thoughts on this season, anything like that that could say, here's what happened, we bounced back, and we changed our attitude, and we changed it pretty quickly? It's funny you said that, too, because uh, I would say that to them in the locker room uh, after a loss. You know, in the Highland Tournament, the Muscoo Tournament, it's tough to have that bounce-back game to play for third place. You know, yeah. that's not the game you want to be in, but you got to be able to bounce back. you got to not have a losing streak during the season. That's a goal now that we have is that we're not going to go on a two-game losing streak and bounce back. Um, things aren't going your way. You lose your starting spot. You're losing some minutes. How is that going to affect you? Or is your attitude still going to be there for your teammates and help them out? And to be honest, um, there were a couple scenarios throughout the year that it challenged me and it challenged them, but they were able to bounce back and have great attitudes for the most mm -hmm. part for the entire year. And so when you hear the word now belief, so the second circuit on the circuit of success is the word belief. When you, when you hear that word, what comes to mind, number one? But number two, I think what you said earlier is, that, you know, there's 350 coaches in the stand. What I heard there was a strong belief system in yourself and in your coaching ability, right? So what do you, what do you hear when you, when you hear the word belief? You just got to believe in them. Um, and that's the only way that you can go as far as we did is that they also have to believe in you. Everything that you are doing in your program and I'm talking off the court stuff. You know, how do you relate to them in practice? How do you get to know them outside of the game of basketball? Um, can they believe in you and trust you in those situations that they're going to respect you? And I tried to tell them all the time, you know, in timeouts, you're never going to see emotion in my face as like panic mode. I'm under composure. Funny story, too, in the state game we were losing. And uh, I, and during the timeout, and the lady actually said it on the, on the NFHS camera, I told them, um, first of all, I asked them if they're having fun and we were losing. Uh, the second thing I said, <laughs> well, you don't want it to be easy. You want it to be hard because everything that you want has to be hard because then the end it's more satisfying when you do get what you want. So in the third quarter there, um, that's exactly what I told them. They believed in what I said, and they were able to pull it out. I'm just over the top thrilled of these girls and how proud I am of what yeah. they accomplished. Yeah. So then the, the, the third one is action. Um, we have to take action, right? You got to show up on days you don't want to work. You oh. still got to do it, right? You got to, you got to show up. You got to work on the free throws. You got to in the boardroom at work, whatever it may be, you got to hear that. So um, action, what's that mean to you? You know, like right now I already sent out our June schedule for next year. Um, it's, it never ends. It's yearly. You know, we're already mm. going into June. You know, but from November 1st to March 1st, when these girls, five months is a long time to spend together every single day. Yeah. And there are the dog days of practice where, like, you got the injuries, you're not feeling well, you don't want to be there, you got other things on your mind. 
outside mm-hmm. of basketball with family or friends or school. Um, it's just a grind. Um, but we were able to continue to put everything together, put, it, put what we were thinking, our goals, into action. You know, one of our goals was to be undefeated at home. We start small, you know. Uh, we wanted to win against a team that was state-ranked. Uh, we wanted to win a regional again for the third time. We wanted to win a very first sectional in O'Fallon history, and then from there, everything was brand new to us, and they just kind of went all the way. So how did that process go? Was that you deciding that as the head coach? Is that you come to practice and look at them and say, hey, let's create our goals, and what are they? Like, Share with us how you do your goal planning. At the beginning of each season, I find a couple of clips, uh, motivational clips, um, to show them and kind of how I want the season to go and just to motivate them a little bit. And then I make them come up with a theme for the season. Um, last year, or sorry, two years ago, I showed them the Ernie Johnson, the I Love You clip that he gave yeah. to the Alabama football team. Yep. And we've kind of broken every huddle since then for two years doing that. Uh, just I, I love you. We do everything for each other. Um, and that's actually going to be on our state ring as well because that means hmm. something to them. Um, and I sent that to Ernie Johnson, and he replied back to me in a DM, and he FaceTimed the girls, surprised him before one game uh, two years ago. Um, That's cool. It was awesome. And, and then I also showed a clip saying, good. You know, if things happen to you, just say, it's good. If you lose, it's good. If something bad happens, good. It's meant to be that way. Um, and this year, um, they came together, my seniors came together, and they, they put move as one with like a chain link, you know, we're going to do everything together. We're going to, we're going to win as one. We're going to lose as one. Um, we're coming together as a, a tight knit unit and playing for each other. And let's walk through that state championship game. So double overtime, yeah. right? Double overtime win. Shannon, what, you had what, 0.5 seconds left? Or what was left on the clock when she had to make those free throws? you remember exactly? You probably remember exactly. In, the, in regulation? In regulation. I'm, I'm sitting here watching it on the so screen. Actually, I'm nervous. So what happened was we ran a, we ran a play and we turned it over. And surprisingly, right. you know, I look back at that game, and to be honest, I think their coach lost them in the game um, because it was so loud. We had turned the ball over. I'm screaming foul. We have to foul. We have to foul. And their coach takes a timeout with like 30 seconds to go when we were going to foul. They just, no one on the court could hear me. Yeah. Um, so then they have to inbound the ball. We lost track of a girl somehow, and they got a wide open layup and missed the layup. I mean, you know, otherwise, yeah. if they don't shoot that, we're fouling. They're shooting free throws. They might be up four. Yeah. So then we get a run out. Shannon gets fouled. So with like 17 seconds to go. And with ice in her veins, she just knocks them both down. You know, because in that timeout, we talk scenarios. She makes one. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go for a steal across half court. Then we need to foul. She makes them both. We're just going to play it straight up and see how it goes. She makes them both. Luckily, Beaumont comes down and doesn't hit a shot and sends it to overtime. Um, And then in the first overtime, um, they got up three, and they were boxing one on Shannon. And we ran a play called loop. I had her kind of be the one in the corner where she comes up to either pass it back to Layla for a three or then to Josie for a three. And then somehow in that, we didn't get a shot, but the girl left Shannon, and Layla drove and dished it to DJ. And I don't know how Demija saw it, but she whipped it out to Shannon in the corner and nailed that three. I don't know how she saw it either, but she saw you. And why the girl left you, I have no idea either. Because right, exactly. it was a box and one for her. Yeah. Um, and she drilled it. 
And then we had to pray and hope that Beaumont didn't hit another yeah, shot. Yeah. And then we, we won it in double overtime. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. Incredible. You know, Incredible. Everyone, everyone I talked to, like you said, we love the support of everybody that actually tuned into the game and watched it. And everybody that has spoken to me said, I couldn't sit down. I was like no. three feet from the TV. Like it was that good of a game that people were on the edge of their seats standing up and just now that you know the score and can look back at it, it's like, oh, awesome. I know what's going to happen here. But in the, that moment... I can only imagine what people were watching the game, yeah. you know, because it was a blur to me on the sideline. You know, I'm, I'm just taking it all in, and I'm just – I was satisfied that we got to that game. Um, winter lows, I was just over the moon, joyous. Yeah. Yes. I think – talk about the community, too, because, I mean, we talk – that's one of the values of our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, is community. And uh, I, I'm a believer that if you make a living, Visionary Wealth Advisors is community. And uh, I, I'm a believer that if you make a living from a community – that was actually an out-off gala. And I'm sitting at a table. You know, there's eight or ten people at our, at our table, and it's coming down to crunch time. I've got my little phone up propped against, you know, a, a flower thing or something, and – there's people from, you know, Altoff that are coming and watching that game, right? We're all watching. Everybody's going crazy. And it's just really cool to think what that does for the community Fallon, right? Now there's a lot of Fallon people that can still go to Altoff, but what it does for the area. Yeah. I mean, it's huge, right? So what does that mean to you? And what does it mean for the community to win a state championship? It's, it's awesome because I can remember when the Altoff boys team with Jordan Goodwin and them when I was coaching there and just everybody was tuned into that game for – the area, and then yeah. our Belleville West boys, and then the East Side boys, the same yeah. year, 3A and 4A yeah. from 6181. And then you had Oakville and Modern Day and us able to pull it off in the same year. Um, it's just awesome to see, even fr- hear from people that I wouldn't even think that would even care yeah. about girls basketball, let alone O'Fallon, that you hear from, and all the emails and all these random texts I get on my didn't even have like people's numbers in my phone and like <laughs> congrats coach what an amazing season um it's just awesome to see for these girls that this area you know what we're not the tight-knit community like a like a Bree central you know or these smaller towns like oakville but o'fallon's so large um but when something like this happens you know i saw the the kmov footage how packed first street lounge was like that just it, it meant so much to me and for them to that that many people cared to watch them play in a state yeah, championship yeah. game. I, I think it's cool too. Is they they don't know this yet because they're young and they yeah. just they just did it. But when they're old, like I don't hold you, but when you're old like us, right? I mean, this is something you can never take away from somebody. No, right? So so what what would you tell them that they can say that forever they are a state champion? I've told them, I go, it's probably not going to hit you for another five or ten years. This is a, an ultimate lifetime goal that people dream of and never get the chance to do it or get to that, even get to that event. You know, just being at Redbird Arena yeah. and just being part of the state championship series of the Final Four was in itself a dream goal. And then to be able to play in the championship game and win it um, – it's, it's an unbelievable feeling. You know, I think about all of the coaches that are in the Hall of Fame right now that had never even won a state championship. Um, it's just now I hope that we've gotten a taste of what it's like. And, uh, and for years to come, you know, we can kind of try to replicate that and, you know, hopefully make it a, a little bit of a dynasty here in O'Fallon. And you never know. You know, you yeah. get past 
an Alton next year in a sectional and you can make a little run again. I mean, we got an opportunity where I think we can do it two years in a row and get back there. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So I think expectations are big too. And they want to open up for questions if they have any, or if we can convince anybody to come up here as well. Um, but when you think about your expectations now is you want a state championship, yeah. right? I've done some things in business and it's like, okay, now the expectations high. Yeah. So how do you become stay cool, calm, collective, and not, uh, show sure up I'm, next season. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm there yet. <laughs> you know, I took over the program. <clears throat> I was looking back at previous years, and, like, they had four winning seasons in the last 12 years before I took over. So one of my goals was we're gonna, let's win 20 games. Um, and then we did that my first year. I'm like, okay. And we lost the regional up at Chatham-Glenwood. I'm like, okay, next year let's win 20 games and win a regional. You know, it has been since 2007 since O'Fallon's won a regional. And just kind of upped my goals of not only my coaching self, but for the team and just kind of see how far they go. And it kind of goes along with what I do at practice. You know, um, I throw a lot of stuff at them. We have probably more sets than three teams combined. Um, but it's like anything. The more you throw at them, the more they adapt, the more they learn. Why not just continue to throw more at them just to see what they can do? Yeah. So I challenge them all the time. Um, with offensive sets and things that we're going to be doing in games. You know, what would you do if I was playing against you? How would I scout you? How would I guard you? And I try to tell them that, kind of playing the other advocate. What are these teams going to be doing against you? Um, so as far as going forward, you know, we most wins we've ever had. Um, Shannon broke the single-season scoring record. She broke the all-time scoring record. Um, Pelly broke the assist record. Um, I'm not really sure how you can top this season, um, but we're going to try um, because I do think that we have so much talent still in the program. Um, but I don't think it's that we need to hold next year's season or the seasons after to this one. This was just a unique season. Each season has its own yeah. goals, um, and I think we'll still be able to accomplish those next year with next we'll year's team. It. I love it. Do you think we can get anybody to come up here? Yeah. And say a few words? I, I would like Coach Bittner to come up here our first year and just kind of – Talk about what she thought of the program in her first year. Just totally year called and, her out, and yeah. she's going to make it happen. Come on up here, Coach B. <laughs> I like that. So, Coach B, where did you uh, where did you come from? You uh, this is your first year at O'Fallon. So, where where did you come from to uh, to join us? I. Uh, we lived up by Chicago, by St. Charles. Okay, sure. And so we moved back about five years ago, and I, um, I taught up there, and I coached boys and girls basketball up there, and then I um, stayed at home with, took care of my kids for five years, and then found the job at O'Fallon, and this basketball position came open, and I um, inquired about it. So. And do you teach in O'Fallon as well? Uh, okay. Yep. So teach at O'Fallon and, uh, and now coaching basketball. Yes. Now, are you the secret sauce then if it's your first year and you win a state championship? No, I am not the secret sauce. But <laughs> I have – it was an amazing first season. Um, the, the best basketball team I've ever been a part of. I feel very lucky. I'm so proud of all the girls. Uh, it's just a – it's been a phenomenal experience. Um, Coach was talking about the texting and the people messaging you, and I had – you know, playing basketball at I congratulations, you did it for all of us. I mean, it is just a dream. If you if you're an athlete, um, you know that that's the ultimate goal, and for it to actually come to fruition is amazing. So yeah. it's just a feeling that it's it's not really ever going to go away. I don't think. 
<clears throat> no, there's no way it goes away. I even, I mean, I look back to sports, and I never had the opportunity to even come close to doing that. But it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. 